Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Heyo! Welcome to Cinematics, episode 135. And she's right, Gregor. It's a plethora of cinema. I mean, they're just dumping it on us today. We're going to be talking about the uh, the movies that we find interesting enough to uh, look forward to and talk about coming to us June 2021. Greg, how are you? Good, man. I just just been watching a lot of movies. You know, uh, that's it. I it's it's all movies. I, I barely talk to anybody. Is that true? Just, I only. Yeah, I just talked to you and the other guys over at Find Your Film. Just this, the cinematics, Find Your Film, and that's it. And I have very little time to actually converse. Oh, Claire, and, uh, the, and then my mom. Last and time then, I uh, saw you, I asked you if it. you've seen any good movies lately, and you said, no, all I do is look at crypto all day. Oh, yeah, I do that. So now I've actually, I'm, I'm a work-life balance, so half the time I'm doing crypto, half the time I'm watching movies. Be so honest, are you watching movies good. while looking at crypto? Is, does that happen? I, yes, I, I have my iPhone on while I'm just refreshing my Coinbase a portfolio, my Coinbase and my Coinbase pro, pro portfolio all the time. So yes, sorry listeners, I am I am kind of cheating when I'm watching certain movies. But if it's a movie I, I really like, my my attention is 100 percent on that specific movie. So I'm okay with that. My apologies yeah. for bringing that to the. I, I shouldn't have set you crypto. up to be uh, honest with something that maybe you shouldn't be honest about, which is you know you're, why, you're only half watching. Some of the movies you love, I think that that's probably best for everybody if you only if you only half watch them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I wish that you were only half watching The Accountant <laughs> back in the day. Oh, no, no. Again, again, years later, we have to really. Oh, you know what? I, I guess in your defense, they haven't made a sequel to The Accountant. So maybe. I don't know why they ever the would, real account. Yeah, maybe the real accountants know how good that movie is. <laughs> good I, one. I like what you just did right? there. That was pretty good. You see? There, yeah. there you go. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, have you seen anything really good lately? Not, anything since you got back or oh, nothing really exciting? Yeah, I forgot we do that with uh, with this one. I could I could uh, probably uh, just look at my own notes. I also, you know, what, I do, what we do here for the purposes of this episode, Greg, is like I literally get value out of the research uh, by making an ongoing list of movies that I want to to at least check out or watch. And I'll, I'll be totally honest. When I hear about a movie that I might be very excited about, uh, like Doug Lyman's Chaos Walking that just came out a couple months ago, like that was on my list. I was excited to see it. When I saw that pretty much everybody thought it was bad, uh, audience members, uh, right. uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, IMDb, like when they all line up, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't waste my time with that. I wish that I just, just no matter what, it would be nice to like be accountable. And like any movie that we bring up here on this feed we will check out uh I, I would wish that we could do that but sometimes i i play it safe and i don't but well you know what honestly let's be honest since we've started the show maybe over five years ago you and i have actually when we have time we have been a little bit more biased when it comes to indie films so for example if someone said something bad about an indie film but you were we kind of covered it you might actually watch that movie over a big budget thing that I'll stream on Apple Plus or Disney Plus, right? Absolutely. As long get, as I don't yeah. see that, you know, it's like wallowing like the 30% uh, uh, audience and critics. Uh, a lot of time, if the, if the audience likes it and the critics don't on the old Rotten Tomatoes, I'll give it a shot. I'll, I'll at least try it. See if the critics maybe got it wrong. Because I know from personal experience, critics aren't always the most reliable on that old Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> right? I, I can tell you that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that said, what have you seen recently? Before we get into that, is anything else a state of the state that you want to talk about? Anything 
No, uh, what, what, no, I got some stuff. I'd like to talk to you personal stuff off air, Greg, as a friend. Oh, no, I'm nothing, fired. Nothing to air here. Personal, personal stuff. I, am I fired? Are you, are you, what? That would be, that would be, uh, that would be business. I would say, don't take this personally. This is just business. Oh, but okay. I, that would be foolish <laughs> business to fire you because, Greg. Where where I do uh, where there might be some uh, some movies might slip through the cracks is at least in my research, is the way I go about it. And I've said this before, like you know, first you see the title, right? And I have a, a method of making trying to do my best at uh, covering or researching every single movie that's getting a release in the month that we're covering, and it's hard. Yeah. I, I rely on three separate um, outlets, and I've I've gotten suggestions uh mitch burns for one said he uses wikipedia wikipedia lets me down i i use two different imdb sites which is crazy but their calendar and their upcoming releases have different movies on them uh i use movie insider and then i'm lucky enough to get uh variety insight sent to me weekly and they have a very comprehensive list of movies that come out so i look at those are four different windows that I have open cross-referencing, making sure that I'm, I'm, I'm catching every single movie and reading up on every single movie that's coming out for the sake of my own self to make sure that I don't miss any, you know, diamonds in the rough. And also obviously to talk to you about them. Now, all that being said, the way I go about it is I read the quick synopsis sometimes after I read who wrote and directed it. And then sometimes I don't even get to like who the, I do, I, I skim like who's in it, but yeah, uh, where this, this method fails is when I see it's a first time filmmaker and there's like no notable actors that I'm excited about. So I will pass on it unless it's a got a great log line. Right. Or if it's a foreign, uh, maybe hoity toity type, uh, art house film director that I'm not familiar with their catalog at all. Uh, but maybe it's a good movie and, uh, it'll slip through the cracks on my end, but that's where I really rely on you because most of the time you are familiar with these, uh, directors and, all that being the whole point of this diatribe is firing you would be the dumbest thing that could ever happen to this feat. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Thank, yeah. You know, you, look, you know what? If, if there's any other Asian cinephiles out there, if you really want to replace me and are more entertaining, you know, I'm, I'm getting long in the tooth. I, I have I have gray hair now, Anderson. So you might want some young blood. Young no, that means you're wise, to, Greg. We call you a gray, a gray oh, thank, beard. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You know, by the way, for this episode, I, I just want to tease something before we get into it. There's a docu- You're a documentary guy. I'm excited I mean, to actually. I appreciate a good documentary like anybody else does. I, I can't imagine yes. anyone not liking a good documentary. I am going to highly recommend a documentary when we get into the coverage of this month's stuff, previews and everything. And hopefully, I don't know if you have time, hopefully you'll be able to get a screener or whatever and maybe talk about it in TFV or whatever form because mm-hmm. it might it, this might be right up your alley. I'm, I'm just saying. A lot so. to get to because I have a yes. ton of movies that uh, piqued my interest that are coming out this month starting today, Greg. So I'll just uh, give a real quick wrap up of May as far as what I saw uh, on the list of movies that we talked right. about last month when we got to together uh wrath of man i very much enjoyed it's guy Ritchie doing a different gear that i didn't know he had and uh really enjoyed that uh uh i think if it suffered at all it's because jason statham is jason statham so it's kind of hard to get around the fact that it's not necessarily a jason statham movie because he's right there in the middle of it i think if they they had cast it differently i would even love this movie but i as it stands i like it quite a bit wrath of man enjoyable very well done. Uh, those yeah. who wish me dead uh we really like uh ty sheridan uh Taylor Sheridan 
And uh, I really liked the first half of this movie, or right? not even the first. The, the the open was even corny, but then there was some really good stuff with her and the kid, Angelina Jolie and the kid. But then it got it was too big for his style. I think I didn't need all the fire and the 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 lightning bolts and all the effects were just it was too much. They were trying to make an action movie when it didn't need to be that. I think there was a good movie in there somewhere, but he didn't get to make it. That's the sense. Wait, wait. So you're saying it's a decent? There's a it's a decent movie, a good enough movie to watch, but below his. Like they were of- thinking about my mom when they were making. This this movie and they're also thinking about people who love action who are like already lining up to see fast and furious and i don't think it needed to be that kind of movie it was based on a book and i'm sure there's a good story in there that he could have told but i got the sense that he was given a budget that was and and some uh guidelines that weren't necessarily his style i mean you think okay. of sicario did you know and both sicarios and uh hell or high water and it's a character driven and the character driven pieces of this movie were really good i'm talking about uh, those who wish me dead uh Nicholas Holt was great, uh, but uh, the fantastical and the, the big effects and the fire storms and stuff just kind of left me, eh. Hmm. Okay. Oh, all right. And then finally, uh, oh, finally, yeah. well, no, uh, A Quiet Place 2 uh, hit the mark. It's a, another really solid four-star movie. Um, lives up to the first one. Uh, uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, some hot plot holes, but that's kind of, I, I've come to expect that with uh, after seeing the first one. Uh but I'm not going to hold that against it. A solid four-star creature feature. Really, really liked it. It's an elevated creature feature, which I, I'm a sucker for. And then finally, Army of the Dead, which I just absolutely despise and hate. Oh, I, I think I, I thought the Army of the, uh, Army of the Dead was awesome. Love that. Yeah, everything I can't stand about that movie. that movie. I really hate it. Yeah, and it makes really, me feel like, like really, less of a seriously, human being. Because do you, do you I, really I'm, want to go I, I'm the same oh, species what? as the people associated with uh, that movie and making that movie. I can't believe My that I compl- share DNA uh, with, uh, with human really? beings. Really? My big complaint? My big complaint of Army of the Dead? That it wasn't three and a half hours long. I, well, I, I would imagine every- there's a five-hour black and white version probably coming out <laughs> early next year. You know I'm a Zack Snyder homer, right? I love everything he does. Ridiculous. So. Absurd. Yeah. It's real. Do you think? Do you have an idea of why there are people like me who are huge Zack Snyder fans, and there are people like you? I think a lot of a huge majority who really can't stand his work. Why is there such a big divide, Anderson? There's for me, it's 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 his idea of what makes a movie, and I, it's shocking to me that you respond to it. Uh, but I, it's like I see right through every single thing that he's really? trying okay. to to affect me with, and. When I see him trying to do drama and try to pull on my heartstrings, it's insulting. Like it's like he has so many human moments in here, and I say human, and I, it's like quote unquote, where I'm supposed to care about relationships and stuff, and it's just silly. At least I guess you know what I can give him points for at least trying. Like Michael Bay doesn't yeah. even try, right? Really, yeah. Uh, often enough, didn't, I should say. Wait, but. Are you saying that you didn't tear up a little bit when they're talking about food trucks in Army of the Dead? Was that, see, I, I know I was supposed to, Greg, and I, please tell me you did not. <laughs> No, no, I didn't. I just, I, I just said, okay, well, let's get back to the action and, and it's, the pure cinema. It's, so it's I was, it. I'm insulted through. I, I, and you know what? There's a lot of people who like uh, WWE. They like pro wrestling, and, and more power to them. And I'm not saying it's an intelligence thing. I mean, I know some very, very bright people, well-read people. Werner Herzog apparently is a big WWE fan. But to me, when I watch it, I just feel like uh, I'm being insulted. It's, and you know, that's uh, uh, that's me being smug. I guess I don't know, but like without giving anything away uh, with the old army of the dead over there, uh, there's a funny line. One of the only times that I actually kind of chuckled and it involved a food truck. And then he had to like, after the chuckle that I, that they got for me, I'm like, wow, finally, after two and a half hours, they got a chuckle out of me. (laughs) And then he explains the joke for the audience. And I'm just like, all right, you'd have lost any kind of, you know, Right. credit that I was going to give right there. I, I take it away because he had to, he had to spell it out for us. It's like, shut up. 
right. I shouldn't be yelling. Well, I got listeners, my before we move on, uh, let's disclaimer. Can I actually say, speak for you, Anderson? Anderson Cowan did not like Army of the Dead, but he's a huge fan of Snyder's other films. Can will you endorse that statement or no? no Is that not Greg, no? Come on. You know, in fact, if I wasn't in charge of this of this feed and producing, <laughs> hold on one second. I got to call the wife. Hey, Jill. Yeah. Jill Leon. Sorry, I'm going to leave all this. Ask her if she's a Snyder fan. I hope she is. I, oh, yeah? be ter- <laughs> it's the epitome of... Uh, actually, no. She would rather watch a Snyder movie than like one of my art house uh, foreign films. Yes. Jillian, yes, come see you. me again. Uh, Jillian has to tell me something, and uh, she walked away. She's trying to be polite, but... Uh, all right. Uh, uh, polite with some, yeah. One more thing, Army of the Dead. <laughs> yeah, it opens up. It opens yeah, up sorry. with yes. a decent uh, you know, a title, opening a decent, title sequence. It was okay. It was arousing. Fun. Arousing. It's just so on the opening. nose, Greg, with the Elvis music and singing about <laughs> Vegas. And <laughs> it was ahead. okay. It was all right. You know, all I would have right. been mildly amused if that was like a, a two-minute standalone uh, YouTube video or something. I but, was, I was in rapture. I was like enraptured by the whole thing. And but then, I, 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 then, yes. then it begins to really show what it's going to be, oh. which is this is a right. super cool movie. And if you're a 14 year old boy, you're really going to get that because, hey, watch this. There has to be a car wreck out in the middle of a highway by Las Vegas. And how, how does a car wreck happen? Hmm. Let's think about it. Let's throw it. A, we're grown adults here. We're creative minds. We have unlimited budget. How is this car wreck going to happen? I got it. A guy's getting head on the road. Isn't that hilarious? 14 year old boys are going to love it. And I'm sure they did. I, Guy getting I was cheering. newlywed head well, on the road, please. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe I am a little. I'm a 50 year old man in the in the mindset of a 14 year old. That that's probably so. I guess. Okay. What was your favorite strokes? movie you saw in May? Oh, 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 oh! This New is release. a movie. Yes, 100. percent Okay. Before we get to June, my my big movie is The Killing of Two Lovers. I don't know if you've ever heard of this movie. It is a me- look. Army of the Dead, okay, say what you will, whether it's Snyder or not. This movie, The Killing of Two Lovers, is one of my all, my, my favorite films this year, hands down. And I reviewed it on, on the other pod. Really highly recommended. It centers on, on this couple. They're fractured. And this guy, he can't live without his kids. And unfortunately, his his estranged wife, she wants the split, and he doesn't. You know, obviously, they're a couple right now. He's more interested in the kids than her. So the only reason why he wants to probably keep the relationship is just to stay in touch with the kids. It sounds like a family drama, but the way this movie's shot, it's shot like, who's that guy? Robert Eggers, the guy from uh, who did The Lighthouse, that director? Remember Eggers, how he did the whole yeah. box? Eggers, Eggers. He he does that whole boxy 4-3 ratio thing. This movie's shot in, shot in that, that ratio, and it, it, it really, it, in the opening moments, blew me away. I thought it was a little bit arrogant. But, you know, you, you throw all that pretense away and you just get really immersed in the story of this man who is actually, he is a ball of rage because where the opening moment of the killing of two lovers, you won't forget for the rest of your life, okay? I, I guarantee you. And I'm sure some um, some of our cinematics community or, or TFV community, I'm, I'm assuming some of them might have emailed you or will email you to see The Killing of Two Lovers very, very soon. It's an under-the-radar movie. And once this year is over, you're going to have to actually go back months. You're going to have to go back to this time, Anderson, and start catching up on The Killing of Two Lovers. I believe it's currently available on digital. So, FYI. That's my number one. Yeah, I don't think we even I covered should. that one. So, they see, that's that's... Yeah, no, no, we didn't. We didn't even cover it. Nope, nope. See, like sometimes our favorite ones, unfortunately, slip through the cracks. So, uh, yes, this is an example. Like when we when we read about the killing of two lovers, and I'm with you, I, I read it as well. Like it didn't, and there wasn't enough there. So that that speaks to their lack of proper marketing, right? Yeah, and also 
Anderson, I know you, you you see so many movies, but if you have a chance, I don't know if you caught it when it came out, is the Mads Mikkelsen film, Riders of Justice. That's an action movie that we has covered a that ton one. of... Yeah, and I will be watching that. That one's on my list. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. As so that's, is that's the a, killing of two lovers now, Greg. So covered okay, there. So that's it. That's it. That's May. That is May. All right. And, uh, do, we, do we want to say something about our Patreon for uh, what year we're covering? For, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just to get ahead of it a little bit, because I was out of town for the first half of last month uh, out, out of the country. So we did a, uh, got a little bit behind, more behind than either one of us is comfortable with as far as the uh, Patreon, which is one of the more fun things that I do into a microphone every single month. And I can tell you that the funnest thing I do into a microphone is revealing what year it's going to be with our rumber, a random number generator uh, year before in between 1940 and 1989 which year we're going to be covering and we each watch a movie that we had not seen that's uh, we, we, we've missed up until this uh, time uh, last month we uh, did a couple uh, uh, very interesting movies, movies that we, we both liked. I had already seen The Elephant Man a couple times, but I watched it a third time for the sake of our, our episode. And then uh, yeah. my movie was Ordinary People, and uh, it was 1980 was the year. But uh, I wanted to get ahead of it, and we actually did the random number generated reveal on uh, our Patreon episode, whereas we, normally we do it here. And we landed on 1941, which pleased Greg quite a bit. Uh, yes. Even though Zack Snyder wasn't making movies back in 1941, I, I imagine there's going to be something that will <laughs> get Greg going uh, for that year. So we will uh, be announcing that later on our socials, which uh, which movies we're going to be catching. And then, of course, we always talk about the Oscars that year and the box office uh, top 10 and uh, birthdays and uh, all sorts of stuff. We really celebrate the year in film for whatever year it is that we land on. So 1941 coming to you later this month. And also, FYI listeners, every week I do a exclusive Patreon-only exclusive review on movies to watch. So that's just that doesn't go on any of the YouTubes or, or websites. And you do all the Patreon. interviews with actual filmmakers and and, yeah. and stars, and it, it's a, it's maybe I'm not just saying this. I know what's out there on Patreon. I've seen plenty of other people's Patreons. I've been members of other people's Patreons. I'm a part of other people's my own Patreons. And uh, what we offer on the old cinematics to a very exclusive group uh, is I would without a doubt say we over deliver for your five dollars a month if you are a film lover so if you haven't given us a shot yet give us a shot uh there should be a link right there in the show notes so you can go over and see everything that we have to offer all right all right june that is it june june we, and i'm gonna have to kind of make this i'm not gonna spend too much time on on any one greg because i have so many oh okay do you have okay this is the weekend this is the first weekend of june what are you, a couple of your top ones because I am June ready for this weekend. At least I have this, this weekend. I have fourteen total for the month of June that I'm going to be speaking to you about. Uh, All right, and uh, you know what we might want to start doing in the show notes as well is maybe put the links because I have links to all these movies along with their dates. Maybe I can forward that to you because I know you're kind enough to put together our uh, what oh, what, yeah, yeah, what shows yeah. up in the show notes. But that might be because yeah. it's you know we, especially with months like this, I'm going to be. I don't know. I can't speak for you, but 14 movies, that's a lot to keep track of in your head. It'd be nice to yes. have a little reference point. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that these are in my own notes. I, I reference, I literally reference my cinematics uh, release date uh, notes on a regular basis. <laughs> like what, what should I watch <laughs> this week? And right. I go to my notes. Uh -huh. So uh, yeah, I'll share that with you for sure. I'll, I'll email you my full list uh, before this is done. And it starts with today, June 4th is yes. when uh, my first pick comes up and that's Gully. Greg, are you familiar with Gully? Did you pull Gully at all? I, you know, I looked at Gully and I was reading. Look, I'm I'm one of those people who I, I don't have a backbone. I looked at it looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and it looked so interesting and it got such a low review that 
I didn't even email the, the PR people for a screening link. And urban drama, right? Mm-hmm. Coming of age urban drama set in Los Angeles mm-hmm. has a really all-star cast, but that all-star cast, they're relative, I'm assuming glorified cameos. And I went by the Rotten Tomatoes score. Anderson, my fault. But I'm sure you're interested. Why are you interested in Gully, which is now, I guess, now out on digital and VOD and, and limited release? Nat, Nabil Elderkin is the uh, writer-director. I'm not familiar with any of his work. Uh, however, it was the, the logline. I shouldn't say he's the writer. I mean, he's just the, the director of this one. But uh, here's the logline. Three teens living in L.A., all victims of extreme childhoods, wreak a hedonistic riot across the city of uh, Los Angeles over the course of 48 hours, unbound by social norms. They take us on a rip-roaring ride of drugs and murder across Los Angeles. Uh, and this stars Amber Heard, Charlie Plummer, and Robin Givens, to name a few. Uh, Terrence Howard is also in here. So like uh, Greg said, it's an all-star cast. And it just sounds like a uh, almost like an action version of kids. I, I don't know what to expect here. Anytime Charlie Plummer is involved in, right. in something, then you know I'm going to take a second look. Uh, yeah. I, I just, In fact, I just finally caught up with Spontaneous from last year. And that was a very fun horror film. Uh, he wasn't the lead necessarily, but he had a, a pretty juicy role. Would you recommend it? I'm 20 minutes into it to the movie, and I, everyone loves it. I've never heard a bad review on on Spontaneous. Is it worth uh, the whole watch? I, I really like where it ends up, and I loved her, and she was revelatory to me because I was I I'd never seen 13 Reasons Why, and right. so she well, I'm yes. drawing a blank on her name, but she was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, plumber's always her. good. But yeah, Gully. I should have requested for Gully because of plumber. We got We got to stay true to Charlie. What was it? What is it? King Jack, Saint Jack, King Jack. One King of those? Jack, King oh, Jack. Yeah. So yeah, Gully is my number. Uh, my first one comes came out just today as we record this. Eighty one minutes. Um, it's a one point four on IMDb, which yeah, uh, that's with See? almost two thousand ratings. People hate this movie, and that you know when they hate it this much, I'm curious as to why. I have to imagine that one point four, uh, which is about the lowest rating I've ever seen on IMDb. It's been attacked by a group who uh, is upset by something in this movie. I am I am more than curious. I, I must see Gully. Okay. At least give it 20 minutes. I, I give most movies that I really am curious about at least 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, didn't, I never knew you did that. You you'll, Sometimes you'll watch a movie and you won't finish it and you'll just say, okay, I'm done. Yeah, and I, I, and think... I tend not to talk about those movies because I, I can't really speak oh. to them because I haven't seen them all. But I, I've given 20 minutes to them. I do that with but a you lot, literally especially watch more movies. releases. Yeah, but you literally watch more movies than 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 I knew. I mean, you probably watch a lot of movies. No, not, not in their entirety. It. I mean, I. I, I mean, but I do the walkout in my living room quite often. I shouldn't say that. Probably at least once a week, I'll I'll give a, a movie twenty uh, minutes and then say that not doing any more of that. I mean, I mean, if you add up all the if you add up the minutes, you're basically watching in aggregate one movie extra a month. Did you? Did you it's like it's like that. Yeah, basically. like eighty minutes worth. Yeah. Probably. Right. Wow, I n- had no idea. Some weeks okay, I don't so- have time to because Army of the Dead is two and a half hours, so it doesn't give me the liberty to <laughs> okay, spend 20 okay. minutes on, some, on, on another movie that I give a chance to. Uh, I, I, I also yeah. see why some people might be upset. It's only available, evidently, on Vudu at the moment for a $13 rental. And yeah, wow, if this movie's okay. not going to entertain you, yeah, I think you might give it an angry one star. But I, I get the sense that some kind of religious group or... Uh, yeah, some kind of I don't know who I don't know what's said in this movie. I we have to see. I don't know. Okay, so that is your first choice, and uh, keep keep it coming because I, I I'm I'm hoping that you land on one of the movies I really love, especially one movie. I'm, I I think you're gonna pick this one. Here's I'm a thinking. documentary, and I'm not gonna spend a bunch of time on it, but it's uh, uh called Super Frenchie, and it's about a base jumper who's trying to continue his uh, his ultimate. Uh, uh, 
what, what is it? Uh, um, uh, extreme athlete. Uh, oh, right. Uh, right. ways, ways of yeah. making, making money and, and supporting himself while he has this family, which I think is probably suggesting that maybe he find a new line of work. And I just can kind of relate to this on some levels, not necessarily with the extreme athlete part, but, uh, trying to make things work for my family and maybe, uh, having some, some pressure to find something more traditional. So I, uh, I'm going to check this one out. It's called, uh, super Frenchy. super Frenchy. And, uh, it's from the director who, uh, hasn't really made anything that I'm uh, familiar with. So, <laughs> okay. Super Frenchy. Super and, French. Okay. Uh, some people actually might know, uh, Matthias Gerard, 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 Gerard. Yeah. I, I recognize his face from videos and things that he's done. He, he does a lot of uh, crazy stunts. Okay. Keep him coming. Super Keep him coming. Keep them, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm. I think you're not going to pick the ones I want. I wanted, but go ahead. Yeah, keep June fourth. That's today. Vivo is coming out. Uh, oh, do you have Vivo on your uh, on your list? No, I don't have Vivo. Sony. What is, what is Vivo? Sony Picture Animation's first ever musical adventure. Uh, I'm not a big musical guy. It's animated though, so I, I I can stomach an animated musical if it's good. Featuring all new original songs from Lin Manuel Miranda. Uh, so, you know, if anyone who's a giant fan of the old uh, uh, Hamilton over there will appreciate some of these jams that are going to be a part of Vivo, I would imagine. And uh, yeah, it'll take I audience know. on an epic adventure uh, to gorgeous and vibrant locations never before seen in animation. I had no idea that that was actually out today. The documentary that I, I actually wanted you to pick, actually, there's a reason probably why you didn't pick it, because it didn't come out on, on a Friday. It came out earlier this week. On Tuesday, June 1st, on all digital platforms, the movie is called The Penny Black. It's described as a documentary noir, and it's set here in West Los Angeles, in West Hollywood. And it centers on this guy, like maybe late 20s, early 30-something. He lives in West Hollywood, and his neighbor is Russian. And he essentially one evening, Will goes out to smoke. There's a guy, the Russian guy. He, his name's Roman, pretty big guy. He's... They're both smoking and they're jo- just shooting the you-know-what. And Roman asks this guy, Will, this good Samaritan Will, Hey, he goes, hey, I have a whole bunch of stamps. Do you mind holding them for me for a couple of days? So Will obliges and he starts holding the stamps. He's hold- he puts it in his apartment and he starts looking at the value of some of these stamps and he realizes that some of them are worth thousands of dollars. So he's holding about four or five book booklets of stamps and he's just a little bit nervous because he just wants the dude, Roman, to come back in a couple of days and get him back. He's, this guy, Will, he's just trying to do a nice thing. The, the documentary centers on the four years it took for maybe Will to, for Will to find Roman or if he ever does. Okay, so I'm not going to spoil that. But that's, that's, a, that's the whole premise of The Penny Black. And the director, Joe Saunders, he follows Will pretty much. Will said Smith for four years. So it's in 98 minutes, it's hard to cover four years. But it's what's interesting is you don't know if this guy, Will, is telling a story that's absolutely true, or maybe Will is pulling a con on all of us. Will's father was reportedly a con man who left his family when I think Will was a young kid. So there's there's a lot of con games that are being played regarding the Penny Black. Maybe the director himself is actually pulling a con on the audience. When he says this is a documentary noir, maybe all of these events didn't happen as well. So mm. 
My question yeah, before it, you even brought up any of the possible deception was like, how did this subject find this director? Right. So or they met. Versa. I believe they met on a, in some kind of get together, and then will rela- will relay that information to the director. And then there's there's obviously some recreations in the documentary, mm-hmm. but there's some supposed light, like really you get to witness things that actually happen. So a lot of this movie, the reason why it's called a noir is much of this movie is trying to find this guy Roman, and yeah, it's it's a little bit of a film noir. I really like the poster. There's a it's it's a silhouette. It's like a black and white and a little bit of orange. It has all the colors of a film noir. Yeah, it's a great looking poster. Great looking. Yeah, it's a gorgeous looking poster. And yeah, it's an it's an indie movie. It's nothing. It's look. It's probably it's, shot for hardly any money. But obviously, like I said, it, no, you know the the biggest money is time, right? So they spend a lot of time on stock. Four so years. So you say. Yeah. Is there like a mystery element to it? Like, a, do, do, yeah. as an audience member, are you like? you know kind of like hungry and excited to maybe turn the next corner and see what's around the next corner that kind of like i don't know if you ever saw the uh, the toy b tiles but it didn't involve murder or or even theft it, it it just was a mystery as to like who was planting these tiles all over the, right. the country and then ultimately the world and uh, they're trying to figure out who the person was or is and it was fascinating i loved it but uh is, is there anything like that? Because I don't know why I'm thinking toy B tiles when you're explaining. Uh, no, I think it. no. I, I think it has that suspense. This movie, this documentary, has that level of suspense to it. But you just have to remember, it's an indie movie. It's like a. It almost feels like a home movie shot kind of right. Bla- it, Blair Witch Project that means thing. That's access because like a documentary. Uh, sometimes a really good documentary can just be all about the access and mm-hmm. nothing more. And if the subject's good enough, then it, you, you'll forgive like cell phone footage and and whatnot. If the if it's good enough, I, I always like to have a documentary that has some more production value, even on top of that with pillow shots or some interviews here and there that you can always add production value after the fact. An example is uh, the, the Citizen Four, which I think won Best Documentary. People loved that. I hated that documentary, but it's all about yeah. access. They were just interviewing Snowden in his hotel room, like on cell phone footage. It was, it was not good, but people loved it. Well, uh, look, there's, there's a part in The Penny Black where I, I think, to, to be honest, I think this documentary is... Just this is my opinion. I don't believe what happened, but that does not make me not want to actually recommend this movie. This is a very entertaining film, but there is a moment in this movie where Will actually meets fellow stamp collectors. Let's just say people who believe that their collection might be lost, and that moment felt real to me. So it actually made me even more confused. So there's a lot of really interesting things. And also, what's cool about this is, you know, Anderson, you were talking about your own website and revamping it. The Penny Black website, they have, for their movie, they have actually deleted scenes on their website that didn't make the final cut. And they're going to actually make that website a living, breathing thing to give updates on the movie. And hopefully, eventually, I'm sure down the road, they're going to maybe talk if their movie is fake or not. Or if, or if I'm completely wrong and their movie's 100% true. But it's cool that you can watch the movie and then go on the website to actually continue that experience. So that is a penny black. Yeah, FYI, you're gonna love it. You're gonna love this movie. I, I, you know, if you have time, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll get, I'll get it for you. So, so you, you know. So, anyways, yeah. Where can you see it right now? Rental, VOD, VOD on all. It's basically on all digital platforms. So, fun. all right. It, um, yeah. June 11th. You ready to move on to June 11th? Yeah, let's do. Let's do June 11th. Yeah. <sighs> June 11th, you got, you got some exciting things for. I mean, the only one I have for June 11th is, look, I, again, musicals. 
I I probably will like musicals if I actually saw more musicals. <laughs> you know, because I can, I'm thinking musicals. I don't doubt I'm thinking, it. I'm thinking West Side Story, Guys and Dolls. Those are my kind of things. But mm-hmm. in the Heights, it looks it's a very revered musical, and it looks good. I mean, the idea that it's set in Upper Manhattan, which I love New York, and it's set the centers in this area called Washington Heights, and it it centers on a bodega owner who who wins who inherits his, his grandma's lottery winnings and he decides to retire and go back to go go to the Dominican Republic and it's the whole movie centers on his own affection to his New York neighborhood and I'm sure there's going to be a push and pull on whether he really wants to leave the Big Apple and go to the Dominican Republic but mm-hmm. I have no idea about the music behind this all I know is when I hear in the heights it's a very well respected and beloved musical I don't think I think this. I think this will be a a big home run for everyone involved. And you, you mentioned Lin Manuel yeah, Miranda. He's one of the make producers because sure that, that sounds like Hamilton. I, I've seen the trailer a number of times now, and those they, they have the same kind of rhythm. You can tell that uh, it's either a, a sound alike or Lin Manuel himself did it, and obviously Lin Manuel was behind it. So, yeah, uh, if you like the, the music from Hamilton, and who doesn't? I mean, it's great. Uh, I think you'll you'll probably get at least a soundtrack out of this. I, I got to tell you, I, I wasn't really uh, swept away, or blown away with uh, what I, the visuals. I, I don't know if I have the stomach for that, to be honest, Greg. I don't know if I can right. watch people singing mm-hmm. and dancing uh, mm-hmm. on sets yeah. for that Fair. long. But uh, we'll Fair. and but you know, and it's directed by John Chu, and he directed Crazy Rich Asians. So I mean, I'm me being mm-hmm. Asian as well. It's right up my alley, right? So I'm uh, I'm biased. I'm I'm pulling for John Chu to really. Do well with in the heights, and again it, with the it, it has with, that like that uh, plastic Hollywood sheen. Everything looks very bright and 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 pleasant, but fake as can be. It almost looks like Sesame Street. Uh, true, uh, yeah, it looks a little bit fantastical, but we'll see if it works. I hopefully, you know what? I I don't know if I have to see it in a screening. If I have to see it in the theaters, I don't know. I'm going to see if I can get a some kind of screening link for this and, t- and t- tell people that I'm going to try to I'm, this year Anderson I'm going to try to tell the publicist that I'm, I'm not going to go to go to a movie theater for a while I mean but but you went to the theater you you're, you're, I go to the theater weekly yes I, I don't know why you're, you're a movie fan who doesn't like the theater but whatever to each his own yeah uh, and, I, and, and again I, I go to the gym all the day all, every day so I don't make sense right I, you make, make zero make sense, sense Greg yeah, you zero, make zero sense. sense I gotta tell and you I, though, I mean things are returning to normal when I went to see uh, uh, Quiet Place Part 2 last week uh, I had to deal with uh, a, a very rude, obnoxious uh, crowd. It was on a Monday night, too, but there was just idiots sitting next to me on their phones the entire time to the point that I thought they were pirating the movie at one point. I thought all three of them. I'm like, what? why are all three of them pirating the movie? And then I looked closer, and they were all just texting. But they were texting a uh, landscape, not portrait, which also disturbed me. I did not like that. And they were talking to people <laughs> behind them, and they were just murmuring and talking throughout that entire movie. And it was not the right movie to have a murmuring audience because A Quiet Place right. Part 2 was very quiet. There was a lot of shh. And you, you got to wait in here. And then, you know what I heard? when After the characters on the screen said shh, I heard <laughs> it's, it's, it's infuriating. So I'm, I'm, I'm having this fantasy in my head throughout the entire movie of standing up and yelling expletives at them. And it's yeah, very you distracting. Have, you have a lot of self-control by not saying anything. So I oh, bit my tongue a number of times. Number of I times. applaud you on, on that. So that is, that, that is my pick for, for next week. That's like the big one I'm going to see. June 11th, uh, next Friday. Uh, there's a movie coming out that came out of Sundance that I uh, highlighted. I ear, ear-tabbed for Sundance when I saw it. I read about it over there. 
I don't know if I'll even see this. I won't spend a lot of time on it. It's a horror film, but it's called Censor, and it's by uh, Prano Bailey Bond, who I'm not familiar with, but he also wrote it, or she did. I don't even know. Uh, I'm going to be honest because I'm not familiar with any of Prano Bailey Bond's uh, work. Uh, director, writer, not a whole lot of credits. Uh, but the the story behind Censor is the uh, the lead. She She has to... Censor movies, uh, horror films, as you might imagine, uh, watching them and figuring out, you know, what is too much for like an R rating uh, or, you know, a PG rating. And you don't think about those people, but there's, there's a ton of people who have to watch the Internet, comb through the Internet. That's their job to watch for inappropriate material, uh, which is horrific, as you might imagine. Uh, and this is kind of taps into that where it's somebody who's having psychological issues because of the nature of their work, which is watching just horrific images and, uh, you know, mm. marking mm-hmm. down time code for things that are too explicit. And uh, as, as the story goes, she sees something that's very, very similar to a murder that she's familiar with in a movie and then starts to unravel the mystery. And it's called okay, that Sensor, sounds awesome. And it sounds interesting. That sounds that sounds really awesome. I was actually I'm looking at my email, which we've already covered that I rarely open. Mm-hmm. I just got invited to a screening next Wednesday oh, at a park. At a park, right? At a, at a park in Los Angeles. Yeah, you're spoiling it. I, I, everyone knows I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come here. But it says you and a guest are invited to a a, uh, a screening at the park. Let's and do it, it says, Greg. Let's go. This is a fully vaccinated outdoor event. Oh, you will Greg's receive not our invited anymore. It, oh no! But you will receive a COVID questionnaire. Greg's an anti-vaxer. And seven o'clock, there's going to be a sunset picnic. A picnic, Anderson. Okay, I don't know why you're talking about this. Do you like picnics? Do you do you do you do picnics? Why do people like picnics? Yeah, why do why do people sit on a on the grass and eat? There's there's insects. Did they not see Blue Velvet? I mean, there, there's insects. My final and- movie for June 11th, Greg. I don't know if this is yeah. on your list. In fact, I'd be I'd be pleasantly surprised if you had Domino, Battle of the Bones on your list. This is a movie that I will see. This is a oh, movie that I will check out. Domino, Battle of the Bones, uh, which hold hold the phone, hold the phone. Domino, Battle of the Bones. Ah, I was hoping that it would be uh, like Hulu or or or. or Prime or Netflix, but it's none. It's, I guess it's going to be uh, limited. Seems like a Netflix type movie. This one stars Snoop Dogg, David Arquette, uh, amongst others, and uh, it is a comedy, a zany comedy about uh, uh, a. Fe- it's a feel good comedy about an elderly black man who teams up with his awkward white stepson to defeat his rival in a domino tournament. I love small stakes in movies uh, if they're done. Uh, well, and you actually find yourself completely invested in some kind of small stake, such as a domino match. Uh, and I love odd couples teaming up uh, to, uh, to defeat a common enemy. I just got a, a real soft spot in me for that. And uh, it looks like you got three directors on this thing. Uh, it could be all over the map, but uh, I am all about domino. Love the poster. Uh, give me some domino. Battle of the Bones. Okay, one of the one of the directors, one of the three directors is Baron Davis. Baron Davis is also a co-screenwriter, co-writer of this movie, which I don't know, maybe I'll see it. Be, Same with Baron Carl Davis. Reed. Yeah, Anderson, Baron Davis, I, I know you're a hockey guy, I'm a huge basketball guy. Baron Davis is a former Los Angeles Clipper and he's a graduate of UCLA. He's mm-hmm. a US, UCLA Bruin guard, so he's a very well-known retired NBA player, FYI. Mm-hmm. Regarding So as far as the sports and the athletics of this domino, domino tournament, I, I'm sure Baron Davis will 
have the lay of the Greg? land. So, yes, sir. I don't know. I, I mean, if you're so unfamiliar with the, with the, the game of dominoes, but uh, I, yeah, there's I, no I, athletic I, ability and requires. No, 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 really, they don't flex. There's no domino flexing I mean, or okay pushing I mean, the dominoes. Just what? for the sake of the argument, you can you can. <laughs> <laughs> I, you can swap in Monopoly in this scenario and imagine all of the athletic uh, talent required to play Monopoly. There's a lot of uh, mandible wrist action. So I just... I'm just there I'm is. Just gonna... And you can play dominoes with style because I've played dominoes and I used to have a, a crew that I played domino. That sounds odd and weird, but it's true. I, I had a crew back in the day, really? Greg. Many okay. of them um, had spent time in prison uh, or jail at the very least and they, they learned domino and I had to and I learned and you got to play with flair sometimes especially uh, if you get the, the, the a winning move you, you let everybody know with uh, grandiose gestures but no I want to call them athletic by any any foster <laughs> do you miss playing domino do you miss playing that at all in the crew yeah, I, I miss I miss those friends. I, I, am, I am in touch with exactly one of those people and there's about 12 of us and we Used to go around town getting in lots of trouble together. They're all mm. Narcotics Anonymous, uh, except for me. They didn't know that I was still a user. But uh, they, they all knew each other from N.A., and uh, they were a wild bunch, and I really enjoyed them. And, I, and it was really fun going out with those guys and not doing drugs and not drinking. That was, like, that was my sober night where we went out. There was a lot of, a lot of fights that went on, but I, I didn't uh, uh, cons- you know, imbibe or consume. And then it was the next night that I'd go to the raves and, uh, and, and do my stuff with my, my druggy friends. So it was fun. It was fun having one foot in and one foot out. But wow. i got to tell you, I was probably much more danger hanging out with my N.A. friends than I was with my druggy friends. <laughs> Can't tell you, but yeah, we played spades a lot too. Spades was a good spades. game that we played. We, we'd yeah, spend uh, I... the first couple hours in a coffee house and getting all jacked up on caffeine, I guess, and playing spades and dominoes, and then we go out and start stuff up, Greg. That's why we oh, go geez, out, stir things up in the in the community. I'll never forget one time we uh, beat the hell out of this Nazi skinhead. Or we were beating the hell out of him and his friend. Um, there was like three of us and two of them, but I felt like it was okay because uh, he's a Nazi. And then we learned that right. he was a, a sharp skin, which not a, I never really appreciated the, the fact that people right. who are super against Nazi skinheads dressed to look just like them all but the shoelaces. It's, yeah. it's confusing. Very confusing. Much like rise, you, uh, raise a building and rise a building. Like rising a building right. is building a building. Raising a building is tearing it down. Too, did, too similar. Did you apologize? Uh, hey, my bad. M- mista- case of mistake. Yeah, we did. We, we became friends because the, the, the truth be told, the beating that wasn't that severe. A Q, okay. Q sticks were not yet involved, yet that was the case <laughs> many, many times. I saw Q sticks uh, broken over people's backs with these guys. They were insane. Wow. That, another time, another place. That's, that's that was amazing. the 90s. That was the 90s. Okay, that was the 90s. Okay, that's actually your, your, uh, your little um, the memory lane thing is making me want to see this Domino movie. I know different tone, but... Makes me like, want to see Romper Stomper, got to tell you. <laughs> Romper Stomper, exactly. Okay, so, but that's it. I mean, that, I don't have anything else for, for June 11th. You, you have anything else for that? I mean, No, I, I mean, I could go over Domino again, Battle of the Bones, because it's sweet, <laughs> no, I'm hoping. That is, okay, so June 18th, I, oh, look... Oh, no. I got a ton. June... Look, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'll just start off because I my big one. I think probably my only one is because years ago I did interview Rita Moreno, and yeah, she was really cool. And I I, I think I asked her a question about carnal knowledge, and she answered the question because that's what I knew her from. But obviously, we we you and I grew up with her on what what uh, was Electric Company or something, and you know, mm. we just mentioned West Side Story. I'd so always switch I, the channel with the Electric Company right after. Uh, come uh, on. 
Sesame Street. I'm like, oh God, the trampoline. Hey, you guys. I never got much past beyond that. Uh, Not my kind of show. Oh, it was definitely my kind of show. But anyways, I'm excited about the Rita Moreno documentary. So Rita Moreno, Uh, just a girl who who decided to go for it. So I I guess it's, there might be a talking head documentary, but you're you're going to be able... Yeah, but you know it has Gloria Stefan, it has Morgan Freeman in it, and obviously Morgan Freeman is who worked with her on Electric Company, and then there's Whoopi Goldberg, Eva Longoria. So it should be really good. It should be a fun documentary just to learn more about her illustrious career. So that is the one I have really pegged for June 18th. What about you? Uh, June 18th. Remember that movie Hoosiers and how much we all loved it? It was like the scrawny white kids playing basketball and they beat like all the uh, the inner city kids. Remember that? And I, everyone, you know, everyone I, loved it so much. Looking I, back I on depressed. it, it's a little bit like, ah, Christ. Uh, I know, no, I, I was depressed because it was, I, I was really hoping for Dennis Hopper's character to come, you know, for Hoosiers. So there was a, a, a waft of little bit of sadness. But yeah, I ended up enjoying Hoosiers. Yeah. You, I remember. What, what did you want to, to happen with Shooter? I, with Hooper, with, with, the, with Dennis, the Dennis Hopper character, I just wanted. Yeah, his name was Shooter in the movie. Shooter. Yeah, I just wanted him to, to just like be uh, be a normal, uh, just clean up and be uh, completely uh, yeah. fine and and just have a happy life and all that stuff. Be <laughs> One of the mo- most uncomfortable moments in in my movie going experience was watching him. He's uh, just making. A- I mean, it's it's. Oh, that's a good little topic, actually. But it's right up there with uh, *Stars Born* when he when he when he pees himself at the uh, the music awards up there. Like it's so embarrassing when Shooter is stumbling out on the court and he's got his yeah. flask. Oh God, it's hard to watch. Anyways, yeah. So that yeah. Hoosiers movie. There's a that uh, is. I, I, what topic right? were you thinking about? Most embarrassing moments in the Mike Beck characters. Have you guys done that yet? Well, maybe most uncomfortable. Yeah. Worst drunk like, moments might be, you know. Anyway, do you, have you have you guys done a most uncomfortable moment? Just period, like that. That sounds good. That sounds very good. I think we've done like move, top five movies not to watch with your mom type thing, which you know, <laughs> lends itself depending on your mom, I guess. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Anyways. A- yeah. So anyhow, yeah. The why I bring up Hoosiers is uh, now we got a football version of that called Twelve Mighty Orphans, and uh, Twelve Mighty Orphans is a uh, film that will be coming out June 11th and uh, directed by Ty Roberts. And uh, more importantly, though, I, I kind of, I, you know, I'm tongue in cheek and making jokes about, you know, the all white, uh, even though that is the story here. It's a, a, a true life story, apparently. It uh, goes like this. Haunted by uh, his mysterious past, a devoted high school football coach leads a scrawny team of orphans to the state championship during the Great Depression and inspires a broken nation along the way. Oh, uh, nice. It's it's Robert Duvall's uh, casting that just, I miss Robert Duvall. I need some more Robert Duvall in my life. And uh, he's going to be playing somebody called Mason Hawk in this. And I just, I need some more Robert Duvall. I need me some Robert Duvall. Uh, also in this is Vanessa Shaw, Wayne Knight, who's still thin, by the way, uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Treat Williams, and Luke Wilson. Uh, well, I, I love Treat Luke Williams. Wilson is the coach, it looks like. Hmm. I don't know. Ah. So it is called 12 Mighty Orphans. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I'm a huge Treat Williams guy, so I don't know if you've ever seen Prince of the City, Anderson. I no, I'm not. City. I'm not. He, he is the man. He is the man in that movie. Maybe uh, 
you know what? I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I did, I did receive a screening link for this movie, mm. and I, and uh, link has expired. So I have to get back to. Maybe it might be interesting. So I'll, I'll go check it out. It just, uh, you know, you know what, Anderson, it's the whole, the whole crypto thing. It's, just, it's, it's eating, it's eating at my soul. That I, I, I all these movies, I'm, I'm missing. So you know, I just, uh, I, I need some kind of uh, re- intervention, Anderson. But maybe I'll, I'll go check out <laughs> Twelve Mighty Orphans. So that is that. And there's, you know, there was this movie that called um, Queen of Spades, which I don't think it's a it's a horror movie. Mm. That sounds like interesting, but um, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing really else that that uh, that really actually for this weekend actually make, uh, sparked my interest. So that's it. That's it for June 18th. Yeah. Uh, Paul White, who we all love from his uh, writing and directing of. Uh, uh, about a boy, uh, which I, I absolutely uh, loved. Uh, you know, he's had some ups and he's had some downs. He and his brother uh, are known to make a lot of movies, but he's got one called Fatherhood, and uh, it's coming out on Netflix also on the 18th, uh, Greg. And it's about a father who brings up his baby girl as a single dad after an unexpected death of his wife who died a day after their daughter's birth. Uh, and it could be heartfelt. Kevin Hart's uh, associated with this one. He's in this one as well as, uh, uh, yeah, it's kind of confusing because uh, it looks like there's a, I, I, Kevin Hart's name is the big name, but I don't know if he's actually the dad who's in. He's a, uh, he's a dad. He's the dad. Because Rodney Alexander is, is much higher on the IMDb list and he's oh, really? uh, Matt's father. So, and then we have young Matt. And then Kevin Hart is actually Matt, so I think that they could do some flash forwards of Matt growing and how, what kind mm. of a daddy, what kind of person he became. I could be wrong, but I'm just looking, I'm trying to dissect this on IMDb. I did not watch the trailer. I like to avoid trailers. Well, I remember you you liked Kevin Hart uh, with Brian Cranston in that movie, right? Did you see those guys in no, that movie? No, 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 no. I banned that movie. Banned. Oh, oh, because it was a remake, or yeah, because I love the original, and the remake made it look kind of corny. Really? Okay. Intouchables. Well, I, I think it was Intouchables. Intouchables, right. And I forgot what the ne- the name of the other movie, but I hear that's one of Kevin Hart's best movies. Hmm. I think I, Kevin Hart's uh, uh, capable of, of some really good stuff. First time I ever saw him was in uh, Modern Family, and he was he was he stole every scene he was in. Uh, but you know he's he's done a lot of watered down stuff since. A lot of stuff I have not really liked. But uh, yeah. I know that he's capable of, of – I know we're going to see more goodness from Kevin Hart as the years go by. Yeah, and that remake, which we're talking about, is called The Upside, released in 2017, the remake of The Untouchables. So, very missable okay. as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, so that that's uh... – Edgar Wright has a documentary coming out on the 18th about mm. the Sparks Brothers, which uh, I'm surprised is not on your list. It's a musical odyssey through the uh, – Five weird and wonderful decades with Ron and Russell Mile celebrating the inspiring legacy of the Sparks. Uh, I'm not I'm, I'm super familiar with Sparks, but I will be after I watch this documentary. And Edgar Wright, obviously, it's a passion project for him. Uh, so there's that. The Sparks Brothers documentary. I'm not a big Edgar Wright fan. I'm not a big. I, I haven't really. Knives Out, I thought was just mediocre. And Baby Driver. What is that? The Baby Driver thing? I, I thought that was fine. I but- really disliked uh, Baby Driver. That seems like a Greg movie. And what, what did you say? Knives <laughs> Out. It had nothing to do with Knives Out. Oh yeah, my my bad. That's right, Ryan Johnson. Um, no, I meant the Cornetto the Cornetto trilogy. The, that one with the um, yeah, with yeah. The, I love the first one, and then the the, the next two kind of Hot Fuzz kind of let me down. I love Shaun of the Dead, obviously, but Hot Fuzz kind of let me down. And and then the other, I forgot what the last one is of the trilogy. But yeah, I, I haven't really. I like Scott any, Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim oh, was like reinventing movies in a lot of ways. 
You're right. Scott Pilgrim was was a, was a decent movie, underrated mm-hmm. film. So who who knows? But by the way, that documentary is getting a lot of really good reviews. So obviously, um, it'll be interesting to see if the movie works. Here's so a movie that I, I I plan on missing. It sounds like uh, an atrocity, but it's worth mentioning here. Well, at least with you, Greg, uh, Willem Dafoe is starring in an Abel Ferrara movie, which is an explore an exploration into the language of dreams. Oof. This sounds like absolute hell, but yes, you'll probably love it. I, I, it could be interesting, but Abel Ferrara and Willem Dafoe—they've—I don't know how many movies they've worked with, worked on together, but uh, I can't I believe Abel's still alive. I mean, that man—he's looked like he's, like yes. Walking Death for the better part of the last two decades, and he's still yeah. not only alive but making films, which is not easy. So. Yeah. Uh, Abel mm-hmm. Ferrara, I used to always refer to him as uh, like Martin Scorsese's like evil twin. Like he makes Scorsese <laughs> movies seem tame. Abel Ferrara. Anyways, a drama fantasy horror. It's called Siberia, and it's about an exploration in the language of dreams. Jesus. Jesus. Well, I don't know. That seems interminable. I'm just going to use a big word. It really Which does, means, right? Yeah. I'm oh, glad yeah. that you... I'm glad you forget it. Forget it. I, by the way, I, I still I, I do like my Abel Ferrara film, especially King of King of New York. Of course, King of New York is fantastic. Uh, I like yeah. the addiction. Uh, oh, the of course, Bad good. Lieutenant. Yeah, I, I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen that or Port of New Orleans with with the vendors. So I haven't seen. You see? That. Did you see the addiction? I, I did. I did. I covered that junket. It was good. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah, Vampire. it was, it yeah, was a metaphor for heroin metaphor, addiction yeah. because Abel's head is running with heroin. Yeah, uh, yeah. Very in fact, personal. last I read about, I, he must be clean now. But I mean, I read an article where he was uh, he was defending <laughs> heroin use. Jeez, huh. Abel, that's yeah. That is, he hates that is. Werner Herzog because uh, he says that he, a quote from Abel Ferrara is that anyone who would ever uh, dream of making or does make a remake should burn in hell. He, he's <laughs> he's very outspoken. He's got wow. his, he's got his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of thoughts. Speaking, of, I wanted a penny for your thoughts regarding June twenty fifth. When we say nope. we're, um, we're not done with the uh, the eighteenth, really? there, Gregor. You got, you got what about you got a lot? What about what? the birthday cake? I mean, I'm kind of uh, curious the about birthday the birthday cake. cake. Yeah, really? What? 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 I don't know. Well, McGregor, Val Kilmer, Lorraine Bracco. I don't. I don't. Oh, I didn't get. I didn't see the birthday cake. I didn't see the birthday mm-hmm. cake at all. William. Fickner, gotta love that William Fickner. Ever since he was naked and go, I've been a William Fickner fan. Gotta tell you that. Uh, here's this, here's the, uh, the the once over on the tenth uh, anniversary of his father's death. Giovanni reluctantly accepts the task of bringing a birthday cake to the home of his uncle, a mob boss, for a celebration. Just two hours into the night, though, Gio's life is forever changed. I think we can all see where this is going. It's a crime thriller, uh, and it's a two hander starring Uma McGregor and Val Kilmer, and it's called The Birthday Cake. And that's uh, the, the June eighteenth. Oh, that sounds that sounds interesting. That sounds actually pretty, pretty cool. And the fact that it has a really good cast, right? Could work. And that's, work. and that's one of the uh, the examples where the birthday cake, uh, not on on just watch. Or, I mean, not not just watch uh, movie, movie, movie insider. insider. But it is on one of the IMDb, like uh, either their calendar, or release calendar, or upcoming. It's, it's just insane. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then finally, June 18th, uh, Gregor, is uh, Luca, which it's the latest Pixar movie that has been marketed, uh, and that I've been uh, familiar with the marketing and seen the trailer, and I have zero interest in watching it, and I would mm-hmm. avoid at all costs if it wasn't for that little Pixar uh, word that dons the poster in the trailers. 
I know that I'm probably going to end up loving this movie. It might be one of my favorites of the year. Uh, otherwise, I would never, ever see this movie if it wasn't for Pixar. But they almost always slay me in the end. I mean, the, the idea about a sea monster who passes off as a boy in a coming-of-age story in the Italian Riviera sounds... It's like Splash reverse, though, right? Right. It's weird. That sounds weird. Yeah, but again, Pixar, like you said, they they rarely they rarely miss, if, if ever. So I thought they did a, a little bit of a miss. Wait, wait. Was Pixar Soul? Did they do Soul? That's yeah, they did Soul, and you're, you're, you have none. So that's why you didn't uh, relate to it. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I know you really enjoyed that movie. It was my second favorite movie from last year. Uh, the only thing that beat it out was a collection of films. It had it took five movies to beat out uh, uh, Soul, and that is uh, Small Axe. I just kind of cheated oh, right. a little bit because it was oh, a weird oh, year, but okay. I took all of Steve McQueen's movies, all five of them together, yeah. and he, he, that's how he presented them. It's called Small Axe. They all have similar themes and through yeah. lines. Uh, not not similar characters, but it's it's the same part of town or parts of town and parts of England, London, uh, that all deal with growing up black in that part of the of the world. And yeah, that was Small your favorite. Was my number one. Yeah, phenomenal, immersive, amazing, Kubrick level, amazing, and uh, Soul was right behind it, Gregor. Yeah, I, I usually those two top two. They're not they for some reason both of them did not make my top ten because I only I only watch white themed movies. Is that was that wait, should I said should I have said that or is that not not a good I thing? I mean, you already. I, we all heard you scribbling down 12, uh, 12 mighty orphans uh, as soon as I said that it was like the Hoosiers and and like uh, you know <laughs> white skinny kids winning at sports. I, we know we know what you're into. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm did sorry. you see five, Did you see Small Axe? No, I, I still haven't seen it. I, that's the one I really because the, the McQueen stuff. I I, I want to actually watch his his studio film first and then get. Right into I. I have a whole weekend of McQueen planned. So what, what are yeah. you going to watch first? Are you going to I'm going to watch the widows for widows first, like the big the big. Oh, you haven't seen the widows? Yeah, yeah, widows. Not the widows. Yeah, widows. I, I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to just dive right into because I know have I'm you seen love Hunger? Small X. I haven't seen Hunger either. Oh, I, and, you got to start with Hunger, Greg. You got to start with Hunger. Right, and it's weird because I think if Shame is. I love 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 Shame. So I, I should. Probably and obviously twelve years a slave. I should actually be watching more of he's, McQueen's work. I, you know, I love him. He's one of my favorite, one of my top probably three filmmakers working today. I, I can safely say that, despite the fact that Small Axe is the first thing that I've ever seen him that I've ever seen of his that I would like to revisit. I don't ever want to see Hunger again. I don't want to ever see Shame again. Twelve Years a Slave. I'd never want to see that again. Oh, yeah. And part of me is a little sorry that I saw Widows to begin with. I mean, there's some good stuff in there, but that's his weakest movie. But he, he tackles the subject matter in such a raw, visceral way, uh, and it's so immersive, like I say. I don't want to go through that ordeal. His movies are ordeals. Uh, I, mm. I'm happy I've seen them, but I don't want to revisit them. They do lack levity. But Small Axe, uh, a little different. Small Axe, I think, is more human and uh, has more levity than anything else he's done. Did you watch them all within one weekend or one week? I basically I think it, 10 it, days, like every other day. Okay. I watched, watched one. And, that's uh, the best way great. to watch them, right? That's the best way. Yeah, yeah. Best way to watch is just like kind of like within the same period, right? Just so yeah. Try to, and watch them without a whole lot of stuff in between. But you know, they are so their own thing. You can get away with watching something else, I think, in between, and still get right back into the groove. And watch them definitely with subtitles. I've talked about uh, ad nauseum on on the film ball, but in case you don't listen to that uh, drivel over there, uh, I highly recommend Small Accent. Watch it with subtitles for sure. You're going to miss a lot because of the dialect. Okay, well, yeah. Because of the, that, and then it's not a dialect. You know, dialect is 
uh, what we would say about Southerners because they have a different dialect. But I think if it's a different, no, maybe a different language. I don't know. It, it's the, uh, the the accent. It, it makes it difficult to understand what they're saying. It's fast and furious. They, they, there's a lot. The characters talk a lot. Now, speaking of fast and furious, are we are we ready to go with our final week? Set you up the, there, buddy. Yeah, thank you for saying. Are you excited about the the next one, F nine, or this? Are you just you hate? I mean, you, or you just you're indifferent to the whole franchise? Uh, I'm I, I I've never said this out loud to another human being, Greg, but uh, I, I have some envy with those who have followed along and who are excited about it because I see where they've ended up, which is. Uh, these are superheroes, and they do. It's almost like let's think of the most fantastical thing that they could do. That's within somewhat of re- like you know gravity still exists type thing. Yeah, and uh, I I can't I can't just start with you know I saw parts of seven. I don't think I saw anything of eight. I saw the first one in its entirety probably in the theater and tapped out after that uh, with a, one quarter of a mile at a time. I just going to take the earnestness of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I see that as a lot of fun now, and I wish that I could tap into that. But I think it's too late for me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe too late. It's a fun. It's fun. I I don't really miss it whenever it's gone, but whenever it's around, I'll I'll watch it. It's just it's just it enrages really, me because uh, yeah. the idiots that live out in this part of the the, the country, um, it's it's obvious, and it's going to happen, Greg. It's right around the corner. At the end of June, we'll be seeing it on our city streets out here. They go see this movie. And, and they get so excited and jacked about it that they start trying to drive like that on the streets and car accidents go up. And I'm not kidding. Like on city streets out here in, in yeah. San Fernando Valley in particular, uh, fools just start racing all over the place and, and, and peeling out at red lights. And, I mean, at stop signs. It's just absurd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, that, I, I, you know, I've never I'm sure probably especially around different. Yeah. Different parts of even, I'm sure even like Pasadena, Los Angeles. Everywhere around LA gets a little bit crazy, but that I mean, is F. Yeah. San Fernando Valley is already kind of like a, a mecca for for the uh, racers that live in Los Angeles County because of the flatness of it, and we have a bunch of straightaways. In fact, the the, the city had to make it so that the lights weren't all synchronized uh, a few years ago because too many people were coming out here in the middle of the night and just waiting for the light to turn green. And you can see, as far as the eye can see, all the lights lined up, and they were all green, and they would just race as fast as they can go. And there's car oh accidents God. out here all the time, but it really ramps up when I fast and, during the Fast and Furious summers, which is like every other That's, summer. Like it gets that crazy. horrible, horrible. So that is F9. Comes out in the last weekend of June, June 25th. My, my big pick for June 25th is this movie that comes out, I believe, streams on Hulu on June 25th called False positive do you Greg, have that as one of yes we got Sorry. there we, we're at the summit we're we're together we're holding hands <laughs> i'm just excited I'm be- so yeah. happy you have this on your list it's probably for much different reasons than i do but i have huge hopes for false positive take it away yeah i'm just excited because it, it's uh, it's it stars lana glazer and she's she's really good she's just she's very talented and it's also she and justin Theroux. they're a couple and she's trying to get pregnant, and then she she sees a fertility doctor, Doctor Hindle, played by Pierce Brosnan, and she thinks everything's going to be okay. But then there's something wrong with Doctor Hindle. There's something unhinged, and there may be something Machiavellian. So this false positive, it seems like a sort of a thriller with Pierce Brosnan playing a bad guy. And whenever Pierce Brosnan plays a bad guy, I'm thinking of a movie called The Tailor of Panama. He's excellent in that, and 
Brosnan should play more baddies. He's just very, very good. So I'm. He is very unlikable. So it, he kind of eases into those roles pretty oh, easily. Really? <laughs> you really? I, I've, I've interviewed him a bunch of times. Always nice to the press. I don't know if you've ever smug. met him. Oh, smug. Ooh, okay. Pretentious, sanctimonious. Oh, oh I, I guess you've had an experience with, with Mr. Brosnan. I've always. No, no. This is just how he comes off on screen. I, I, it's oh, not fair. I've never met the man, uh, but I oh. always just think of him like. I, as as his character in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, like that just seems like him. His resting personality is that guy. Oh, I could no. be wrong. He's a he's a very nice man, at least with the press, with the media. When we've when we used to interview him all the time, he's always been ingratiating without being uh, without being what what is it called uh, patronizing. So just a good mm. guy, and I I, I can't okay. wait to see good him good. just color outside the lines and just being being kind of an evil guy in False Positive. And Glazier also co-writes this movie, False Positive. So that is. I loved him in The Crown Affair. That was the one movie where I really liked his character and liked him. And oh, he's the, so uh, good. The, the yeah. Thomas Crown Affair. Thomas Crown right? Affair. Thomas yeah. Crown Affair. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas Crown cool. Affair. Yeah. I saw yeah. the I saw that uh, the original and the, uh, in the, his remake, and I liked them both a lot, which is rare. Usually, I, I hate the remake, but uh, hey, the reason why I have uh, uh, this one uh, such high hopes for false positive is the uh, John Lee director. Uh, he is credited with one of my all-time favorite things that's ever uh, graced my eyeballs, which is really? something called Wonder Showsen, Greg. Wonder Showsen was like a very, very evil uh, show masquerading as a kid's show almost, but it was only late-night TV. It was kind of like one of those um, Adult Swim-type shows, but I think it was on right. MTV2 or something. And uh, I actually had the box set of this. I watched them in their entirety. Some of it, it made me wince and cringe because it's just so inappropriate and evil and hilarious. And if this is his sensibility uh, with Wonder Shows, and, uh, he was a co-creator of that. Uh, I am all about uh, this one. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Are you I'm familiar all, at all with Wonder Shows? I've heard. I've heard of Wonder Shows, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, people smarter and hipper than me probably really enjoy. It was that kind show. of a hipster show, I imagine. But uh, this is his feature debut, as far as I can tell. So let's uh, let's see what uh, let's see what he does. Hopefully, it's a horror mystery thriller. You know, there's going to be comedy in there. It, it, they don't even put that in there, but you know, there's going to be a lot of comedy in there. And maybe it's kind of comedy that they never even admit to as being comedy. You just kind of have to be looking for it like uh, Hannibal is, a, is an example that I use quite often Hannibal's a hilarious movie but they never admitted that it's a comedy yeah I mean it, yeah that's that's uh, that's also very good I, you know what I, I gotta see Wonder Shows and that's I'm excited about about uh, just check it out on YouTube Ch- clicking Wonder Shows and God knows what the first thing is that'll pop up but it'll give you an idea a lot of puppets a lot of frank discussions Greg hmm. uh, a lot of inappropriateness finally Greg there's one yes. last movie that right. I need to talk about before I can let you go here. And that is a movie that uh, I imagine. God, you know what I noticed? A new cork that I have is I, I use I imagine way too much. I've got to stop <laughs> with that, Greg. Yeah. Get this in the bud. Um, there's a movie that is based on a Twitter thread that you may have already heard about called Zola. And it's a gimmicky for sure because it's based on a, a Twitter thread. Um, a stripper named Zola embarks on a wild road trip to Florida and. Uh, this all came about on, like I said, a Twitter thread. A Twitter user was uh, documenting her day-in, day-out adventure that became ultimately became this movie. Now, that would usually enrage me, and the fact that this is pretty low-rated on IMDb uh, would also make me not super pumped. It's only uh, 300 ratings so far, and it's a 5.6 for Zola. I wow. think it came out of Sundance. I think it came out of Sundance. And just seeing the based on the tweets by... 
in the uh, the writing or section on IMDb uh, enrages me because I'm an old man. But <laughs> the director, Janixa Gen- Bravo, Janixa. Mm-hmm. I bet okay. it's Janixa. Janixa Bravo. I've seen exactly one movie she's made, and I really, really enjoyed it. She uh, directed something called Lemon <laughs> that a mm-hmm. uh, friend of mine, Chad Ice, made me watch. And uh, Lemon is something to behold. It's definitely got its own style. Uh, and if Janiska can emulate anything that she can, got out of Lemon, uh, which is only a 4.7 on IMDb, but I love this movie. It's about a man who is a lemon of a human being. Uh, uh, <laughs> have you, have you is, seen Lemon? Have you heard of Lemon? That is weird. I, I don't know if I could, just based on the synop, I don't know if I'd be Judy Greer and it. Brett Gelman uh, star in Lemon. And, oh, uh, Okay. I, I uh, quite enjoyed that lemon. So I'm excited about this. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So that, that is it. That is that is Zola. That's and Zola. And that comes out on the 30th. I don't know why it comes out on the 30th. Why is it coming? Hmm. And it goes straight to... Uh, Probably going to be... It's, it's, it's A24 uh, released it, and it's going to be limited. But the 30th is like a Saturday, right? It's weird. Who knows? Well, Maybe like it'll... Sunday? Might have a no, digital like release a, as well. Who it? knows with that? All right, that's so that. So that is thirtieth. Uh, you said I think you, th- you said it's Saturday. I'm going to check my Google Calendar. But no, it's a Wednesday. That makes that's sense. a Wednesday. Okay. Movies get released on Wednesday sometimes. All right, Zola, so, based on tweets. All right, that's it. That's uh, that was a, that's, that's it. our packed packed little episode there. And uh, go see the Penny Black. And uh, that that's it. I, I'm trying to think of anything wise to say before before we sign off, Anderson. You excited about the summer? A lot? Do you have a lot of things planned, goals that you want to accomplish within the next two, three months? Yeah, maybe I got two more weeks with Atticus, and it kind of breaks my heart. But at the same time, uh, it's finally you know, time to start to be productive again, like really productive. For it. he's going to be five days a week, six hours a day. He's going to be uh, in in what they're calling camp, summer camp. But it's a uh, it's pretty essentially a preschool, a very intentional Montessori preschool with games and water games. It's it's great. He can't wait. Part of me can't wait because I get to wake up in the morning, drop him off at school, and then get to work. And I got a lot on my plate to get to. So we'll see. Do you have a lot of catching up to do, or do you just have a lot of stuff to accomplish? It's always catching up. I always feel like I'm behind on everything. You know, I'm 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 in my late 40s now. So yeah, everything that I want to do, I feel like I should have already been done and. Moving on to the next thing. So, yes, catch up for sure, Greg. But you know what? COVID and a four-year-old will uh, kind of dash some of those those dreams of productivity. But that that's all in the rear view starting yeah. two weeks from now. What about you? you? You excited, Greg? Hello. Yeah, I'm here, Greg. Hello. All right, you know what? I, I, Greg's been having technical issues. I'm Hello? just going to put I this one to I bed. You. I'm going to assume that Greg Hello? is excited about the summer as Hello, well. As I hear him say hello numerous times. And yeah, Greg, I'm here, buddy. Uh, and we will talk at you, Patreon people, hello. for 1941 coming up. Yes, Greg, hello. I think uh, I here, you. yeah, you did. Anderson, Greg. can you hear me? Uh, but uh, everybody else, we will talk hello. to you and take a look at July. Anderson, can you hear me? These movies are finally getting released in theaters again. So, hey, thanks very much for listening along, and uh, talk at you all soon.